it's batting around. It's batting around. It's a bonus episode, and it's a, a football podcast. What? What? <laughs> uh, yeah, we have a soundboard little... now that just plays obnoxious. <laughs> what? Sound effects. Oh, to- oh. I, I kind of want to do that now. <laughs> I'm just going to go full shock talk here <laughs> soon. I think that'd be very fun. Uh, yeah, and you heard Lauren there. Lauren's here. Yeah, Lauren. Yeah. <laughs> no, Steven. Uh, he's busy today. Um, but we have a guest because me and Lauren don't know shit about football. Uh, so we had to get somebody who does. It is the Athletics, Arif Hassan. Hey, what's up, man? Welcome hey, what's to the show. On? Yeah, yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks for I'm coming really on. Excited. Yeah. yeah, I'm really excited to have somebody here who knows um, about Minnesota sports pain. Oh, um, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Zero is, to is 60 there. Versed in yeah. It. Yeah, yeah, he has, has some idea. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. And yeah, and we're, we're, we're here to talk about, about football. I can tell you the last time that I was into football. I can tell you the, the exact date. It was uh, January 17th, 1999. Okay, yeah, and that's a, I was a pretty uh, common date for that to end. Yeah, and I was I was sitting behind the field goal post oh, where Gary right. Anderson <laughs> missed that field goal. Okay, no, but were you actually? Because I've heard so many. Like I've I was heard, there, I was there with my brother and my dad. The stadium seats sixty thousand people. I've heard stories from a hundred. <laughs> I know, I know. Is this like I, a cult- like, like a, a mass psychosis thing where everybody yeah, yeah. like, the, like right the Vietnam veterans who think they got spit on. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I pr- I promise you I was there. <laughs> yeah, I believe you. My my, uh... my life would be very different if I like <laughs> if I wasn't there. Like not only like oh if the Vikings had like not not you know messed that up if Gary Anderson had had hit that field goal it's like no even just not being there like my life would be different. Mm-hmm. You're having like Doctor Manhattan like seeing through time. You're always there in a way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So my uh, my my college debate partner his uh, grandmother was Leanne Chin, right? Like the person Leanne Chin. Okay. <laughs> at the time, the, time, the uh, she That's was like, like a... The, yeah, my, my dad was Dr. Pepper. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the best Minnesotan version of that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and so she was like uh, like a board member of like whatever corporation that ended up buying out Leanne Chin, like Yum Foods or whatever. And um, so they had uh, tickets to to all the playoff games and stuff like that. Yeah. And and so my debate partner, he's you know my age, right? He goes to he goes to the game, and um, and he was because you know he's a rich kid from Medina. He was like scheduled to go to like the player sort of after party where they like sign all the stuff, and, mm-hmm. and he's still a kid. And so like all of this happens, right? Yeah. And like the players are like their guts have been ripped out. They're just like just oh yeah sad right like like, how do you react to that right um and uh and so the players are still obligated to show up to this party after the game i guess (laughs) (laughs) i'm sure chris carter was very nice to this kid (laughs) (laughs) he's he's like this little kid he's got this football and he's trying to get the players to sign it (laughs) and they're like i don't know man (laughs) no like the the exodus from the metrodome after that like it was like a like a pow march <laughs> like it was like one of the saddest things i've ever seen in my life like, people have intergenerational awful. trauma from this now like the kids oh, yeah. have absorbed it through the dna of their parents 
<laughs> yes, yeah, kids born in you know 2001 right now that are right, yeah, <laughs> that are like that are just that like drinking themselves. Well, it's uh, like you know how we identify like Zoomers based off of like whether or not they remember 9 yeah, 11. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is like the same thing, but Minnesota version. It's like, do you remember Barry <laughs> Anderson's kid? It's like it comes up in every political debate. They all, everybody has to have like their stance on it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. one hundred percent. And the fact that this keeps like happening, like every eleven years, it's just yeah. incredible. It it really is. It really is awesome. Um, so yeah, football. Yeah, football. <laughs> Good things happen in it too. I'm, so, I'm led to believe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I have yet to experience, but I've also been told. Yeah. Right. I mean, so I. I mean, I was. I was very, very into football uh, when I when I was a kid uh, until that moment, and uh, you know, played the Madden games and stuff. But I basically have a child's understanding <laughs> of of the game De- here. Okay, keep that. Dad's yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think that's smart. <laughs> I'm guessing but, it's the same thing as baseball, where it's like a it's a U curve, where on one side of the sports knowledge is like bliss, the other side is is bliss, and anything in between is disastrous. Oh yeah, <laughs> the, if if you get like a taste of the discourse and you begin to understand it, you're done for. Like unless you're do, the one doing the discourse and you get to like pull the puppet strings of how awful mm-hmm. everybody's experience with football is, <laughs> it's just. <laughs> It's just a nightmare. <laughs> but uh, so, you know, I, I mean, I assume there's there's going to be people listening to this that are into football as well. Many sports fans are, into, you know, multiple sports. But like, I don't know. Indeed, how yeah. how does one get into football? Like what 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 should one do if they if they go? Yeah, I want to. Uh, I want to buy into the CTE factory. Yeah. Can I actually start with an even even more basic question? That's the thing I have the hardest time with. How do you learn to watch football? Like physically okay. for me, it's hard to watch a game before because I don't know everything that's going on. There's so many sure. things happening and my eyes are used to baseball where there's only ever one person doing one thing at a time. Yeah. Oh, that's that's totally fair. So um, a lot of people actually get into football through fantasy football. It's actually how I got into it. You know, mm-hmm. I, I was not into football in high school at all. I was not interested in it. I was like a nerd. I was like a very like the jock nerd thing was like a thing but I, we wouldn't know anything about that yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like my best friend was like the center on the football team and i would just dunk on him all the time for it <laughs> and then going to college i'm on the debate team and they're like all right well you're on the debate team one of the things is you have to be on the fantasy in the fantasy football league that's like funny joke mark right okay cool uh <laughs> and <laughs> and, and then I get an email, like as I'm like prepping for whatever, right? I get an email. It's like, hey, you know, the draft is this time. This is your like Yahoo login account or whatever. And I was like, oh, my name is attached to this. Well, I better win. Like I could not stand losing, <laughs> right? And yeah. so I tried to learn as much about football as I can, but really just kind of just having players that I had a stake in following over the course of the season um, was really the easiest way to do it because I would watch their games. I would only watch, you know, the players that I cared about in those games. And I just kind of absorbed it. It was really exciting. Now, it helps to have good players on your mm-hmm. team to increase your enjoyment of football, which is yeah. w- luckily what happened to me. I thought I was a genius, of course, but like I happened to stumble upon some pretty good players. <laughs> um, and oh, I, and I got like discourse right away because I had Michael Vick on my team. It was like, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I just. My team was Michael Vick, yeah. Ray Lewis. Yeah. Like, well, he's he's defense, but Ravens defense. No, I, I went no, yeah. no joke. I went from Ben Roethlisberger to Michael Vick, and I was like, I was like awesome. quarterback. Oh, no. yeah. weird. 
man. You're like, all right, let's do let's do fantasy hockey next. I got Patrick Kane. I got like, yeah. I was like, man, they just let anybody play quarterback, huh? Yeah. <laughs> so like that's that was the easiest way for me is just like, you know, I didn't know like down in distance all that much. I didn't know like hey, what what is what is like third and sure. eight mean? I don't know. I just I just want Michael Vick to run the ball. That looks awesome. Uh, <laughs> in fairness, yeah, correct. Good good things yeah, seem so, to happen when he does that. So yeah, yeah. People yeah, get so, people cheer. So a that lot. I think is just part of just having a stake in just like a, a small portion of the experience will kind of lead you to the larger portion of the experience. But like also those those numbers in the corner of the screen, like first and ten, third and eight, those like matter a lot, it turns out. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so, like, obviously, the goal is to is to score as many points as possible. There's two ways to do well, multiple ways to do that, but two primary ways to do that. Uh, one is to get in the end zone. The other one is to kick a field goal. Uh, that one's boring. So let's talk about the end zone one. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, and I I already talked about how I don't I don't like yeah, that right, one exactly. So. Yeah, that one's boring and it's traumatic. <laughs> let's talk about the one where players get yeah. to dance. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> the, the which uh relatively new rule that they get to dance by the way what a dumb league <laughs> oh yeah i vaguely remember that no. like being a thing for like they they were dancing when i was a kid then they had to stop dancing for a long, yes. a long time and now they can dance again yeah they they definitely had to stop dancing for sure <laughs> That was in the in the mid to late nineties. There was a lot of jokes made about how fancy the dancing is getting. You know, like uh, yes. basketball. They had they had a thing where they were doing that, or in like Family Guy, they did the Shapoobi the, thing. The basketball yeah. skits were incredible. <laughs> they were really good. <laughs> that, that was that was yeah. the best part of the movie. It was just that little um, intro. Yeah, but, for sure. Uh, so you know, the goal is to get in the end zone. So uh, you have uh, so when, when you have possession um if you've got more than 10 yards to go uh, on first down you have 10 yards to get a uh essentially a new set of downs so you've got essentially four tries to get uh, a new set of four tries right and that is typically uh 10 yards ahead of where possession was acquired um or where where you got that new set of tries uh and then obviously things can change it right so if it's it's first and 10 is what it's typically called right you uh, first down 10 yards to go. And then uh, you, you could have a penalty that sets you back and that penalty occurred, uh, you know, before the play. And so technically that play didn't occur. So now it's first and 15 because you got five more yards to go. Um, typically, you know, they'll, they'll not uh, on fourth down, you know, what ends up happening is if you don't convert that fourth try into a new set of tries or a new set of downs, um, the other team just gets the ball where you are. And so that tends to be pretty risky, especially if you're if you're deep in your own territory, because they're you know they're heading the other way, trying to get into the end zone. Uh, and so they'll typically punt the ball away. And when you punt it, you know they have the opportunity to return it. And if they don't return it very far, that's where they start it. So it's a, you know it's a game of risk and reward. Uh, and what's really cool is that that now coaches are are much more aggressive about you know actually attempting to advance the ball on fourth down as opposed to kicking it away. Um, yeah, I love it. Yeah, that's great. It's, and it's <laughs> like, more chaotic. Yeah, my really my good. understanding. My understanding is that that is like actually a, a sign of how like analytics has. Crept yeah. Into so it turns out if bit. you do kind of Good. like a, a risk is analysis that, yeah. um, that going forward on fourth down, which is what it's called, um, te- it tends to over a long series of, of iterations help you out more than than punting the ball, because uh, the only advantage to punting the mm-hmm. ball is kind of where they acquire possession right so if they get the ball at tw- at the 20 right at their own 20 and they have 80 yards to attempt to score um versus if they get the ball at say their own 40 
and they get 60 yards to score. I mean, that difference is significant, but it's it's somewhat marginal versus the advantage of having possession at all, right? And so if you've got some percentage chance of continuing your set of downs and denying them that possession, um, you know, at, at, at a certain at a certain percentage, you know, that's better, right? And uh, all of these analytics people mm-hmm. have divvied up every single yard line on the field and have determined the point value, essentially, of having possession at that yard line for a particular down and distance. Mm-hmm. Um, and so using that knowledge, using that kind of uh, that model, essentially, you can do a pretty good risk analysis of it. And it's kind of funny because the way that it's the way that it was originally marketed was like, you know, this is what smart football teams do. This is the best way to increase your odds. It increases your odds of winning by 2%. And and coaches were like, not a ton of coaches were, were buying into it. And uh, so, so I don't know if this is the reason it happened, but there was like a suddenly everyone agreed that there was going to be a communication shift in how they were going to attempt to get this idea across. And they were just like, do you have the balls mm-hmm. to go forward and forth down? <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I was about to say like it's it's not only just like the smarter thing to do, but it is the the like yeah exactly less yeah cowardly thing like, to oh, do. Yeah. Too. More fun to so watch. that yeah. that rocks. Yeah, it's more fun to watch because like baseball <laughs> analytics stuff always gets like gets shit on as like oh this is dumb nerd shit and it's making the game worse. It's making it boring. Yeah, Poindexter, like, so, yeah, yeah. So no, that's that's a like the the football analytics oh, guys. That's brilliant. <laughs> of them to be like we're not going to walk that down the same path that those fucking yeah, baseball right. idiots went down they're all just a bunch of lawyers anyway get them out of here <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah exactly all these yeah all these fucking nerds with their tape on their glasses uh you know telling you uh like to yeah to do every fucking boring thing that there is but no we're gonna we're gonna tell these guys like right, oh yeah. you're a pussy if you don't do it <laughs> so like that rocks really? it, that. it's beautiful like yeah. so like fourth and one is like the quintessential example right you got one yard to go right yeah and mm-hmm. so the nerds are just Stakes. like what well, yeah. if you can't get a yard you don't deserve to win the game <laughs> are you getting a love yard that. just line up love that <laughs> Yeah, yeah, just do it. It's beautiful. <laughs> I, I love it. Now that I know there's a, a way to both be like, uh, be really aggressively mean spirited and do spreadsheets about it, I could see Ugh. myself getting into football. Yeah, that was okay. honestly, I mean, two, that was yeah. my because fantasy football is just spreadsheets, right? So I was just, yeah, so I was just bullying my friends over spreadsheets, numbers on a screen. <laughs> yeah. It's not, it's not a, it's not a hobby or a career. It's a passion. <laughs> yeah. No, I actually one of my favorite things in the world is like the uh, exponential differential uh, between like the baseline standard fantasy football league in terms of like what's required to get into it and like a, a, the equivalent baseball fantasy league. Oh, yeah. but I, I think that someone invited me to a baseball fantasy league and I looked at it and I just I know. <laughs> yeah. I think there probably are like more complicated like ways to make fantasy football more complicated, though. There's got to be like we. You gotta do some way to make it like, yeah, this is a keeper rotisserie league sort of oh, shit. Well, like so, we got, yeah. yeah, we got to figure that out. So there's a yeah. whole fantasy industry, right? With a uh, fantasy oh, football yeah. people, it's huge. and they, uh, <laughs> a lot of the people in the fantasy football world came from online poker, of all things. Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, that tracks. Yeah, yeah. And, and so uh, they they nerded it up way fast. Um, mm-hmm. And so you went from because all those guys came from StarCraft. So, like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the Velvet Underground of uh, a, a terribly destructive online hobbies, brood yeah, yeah. war. Yeah, oh. 
we would like that's that's why we have like uh yeah like all of the horrible things that go along with daily fantasy oh yeah, yeah, it goes, yeah. The, it goes the tyranny of wings to, of liberty will never be forgotten yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so originally fantasy football was like you get yards points touchdowns points and that was like kind of it does your kicker yeah. kick points right it was like very basic like more uh-huh. yards more points uh and and touchdowns points and uh you know if if uh if you're if you if you're in a league with kickers if they kick it and that's points that's points for you and it was very simple um mm-hmm. and uh and you know the nerds showed up and they were like well you know there's a bunch of different ways to do this and running backs are overvalued in fantasy which is true it kind of actually makes the game a little bit less fun um so you know if we just kind of modify the point value so actually receivers get you know a point every time they catch the ball Regardless of whether mm-hmm. if they, it's a if it's a catch for negative two yards, they get they get oh. one point for the catch and minus zero point two points for the yardage, right? And this is a very controversial thing, right? It was that's, now that's it's pretty receptions standard. leagues or whatever they call it's it. It's pretty standard now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was extremely yeah, okay. controversial, right? Because okay, because like yards, like you could very easily see like there's value, right? The more yards you right. get, the more you're doing for your. But you can catch a yeah, you can catch just like a fucking like basically a lateral pass, right? A, a catch that... for zero yards is worth points. <laughs> yeah, or you can, they hurt their yeah. team, right? And, yeah. and so and, and so like that's an unproductive out, basically. Like, uh, like, and from, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, and so, like, it's, uh, and so, like, they had to, like, convince people, it's like, no, fantasy football needs to become a game that is disassociated from the reality of football in order for fantasy football to be more fun. Yeah, we're talking orcs. We're talking, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And you're casting spells. You got to keep track of your mana points. Like, yeah, it's just, it's. But they were right. It's like a more fun game if you don't yeah. care if the points are scored in ways that benefit the team that they're on, um, which is dumb. But it like makes it more equitable and more players end up mm-hmm. mattering. Um, but th- mm-hmm. but it's gotten like way there's way more complicated ways to do it. So there's keeper leagues and there's dynasty leagues, um, yeah. and they're different somehow. I mean, I know how they're different, yep. but it's <laughs> stupid. We're me and Lauren are aware of how those are okay. Different. Yeah, 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 right. <laughs> yeah, we, we, the poison is inside all of us here. Yeah, yeah. sure. Uh, <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so you got that. And then you've got best ball leagues, which I don't know if, if baseball has that. Um, I don't know what that is. Okay, so this is like kind of the, the craze now. I mean, there's not really any more fantasy trends. They're all kind of spread out. But the the one that has been a little bit more relevant in terms of like being a hipster fantasy person, this industry sucks. Uh, <laughs> is no it's the only way i'd ever get into it so i'm, I'm all about it perfect so so best ball is you uh you draft your entirely you draft your entire team at the beginning of the year and then you just forget you don't set your lineups you don't grab people off of waivers uh you don't trade you don't bid nothing it's the the team that you have at the beginning of the year is the team that you have and you don't set mm-hmm. starters it's just whoever has the best points at that particular position that's the point you get credit for. So you you've drafted two quarterbacks. One of those quarterbacks gets thirty six points. The other one gets thirty two points. You automatically are credited with a quarterback that gets thirty six okay. points. Okay. Yeah, I have heard of uh, uh, people playing uh, baseball fantasy sort of similar to this. Okay. Yeah. Where it's like everything is locked to the start of the season. You don't do anything at all. Yeah. But uh, just because of the nature of the sport, I think you have to draft way more people to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah. Uh. So that that's like that's one thing that they're doing is the best ball uh stuff. There's um. 
There's Devi leagues now where it's dynasty, except you start with college players, but you only get points for their NFL <laughs> performance. So you, dr- uh-huh. you draft like f- fucking freshmen. <laughs> and then you can't do anything with them until they're in the NFL. For years, that is perverse. Yeah. That actually sounds kind of tight. I'd be way into that. It's, yeah. <laughs> that's disgusting. Oh, I'm into this. <laughs> okay, the worst part of all of this is that some of the innovations on the analytic side that are really important have come from those Devi perverts. Um, because they've got like, they've got, there's, because obviously everybody in football in in football has an incentive to you know invest in analytics and get better and stuff like that yeah. but they're not really held yeah. accountable for it and if nobody else is doing it then i mean i'm sure it was the same story in baseball forever right absolutely um and so if everybody's doing it the same way you don't want to take a risk etc you all know the story but in in devi fantasy and people are investing money you get a referendum every year you lose money that year right you don't get a salary you mm-hmm. just you're out a thousand bucks because you lost your Devi fantasy league right um, and so people have gotten really aggressive really quickly, you know, cause they're poker people about figuring out what, yeah. uh, you know, what models work, what models don't work, how to, how to scout productively, you know, what ways to best spend your time. Um, and so, you know, I, yeah, a couple of years ago, I found a bunch of these Debbie guys, I should a couple of years, like a decade ago, I found a couple of uh, these Debbie guys and I'm like, this is nuts. And then three years later, I'm just like, yeah, this is so good, man. This is, I'm just writing all this down, stealing it from my articles. This is incredible stuff. You say you found this like walk-on receiver for like Rice University that's going to be good? Yeah, I'm typing it up. Dope. Let's go. Everyone's going to think I'm a genius in three years. (laughs) The takes industry kind of requires like constant, like being on the very bleeding edge of this this stuff. Yeah. 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 Yeah, absolutely. And, and it has produced the most deranged individuals. So there's like people I follow that I will never <laughs> interact with because they are. Yeah, oh, yeah. They're at they're like unhinged. They're a danger. <laughs> like. I was watching this guy. He was evaluating. Anybody who's listening to this will know immediately who I'm talking about is the best part. He was evaluating. This like he's like a first round uh, pick receiver, right? He's like an elite receiver. Mm-hmm. He goes to Alabama, right? And he's evaluating the way the knee bends, not like you know. I was just gonna say this is this sounds exactly like how I treated the transvestigators or something. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like, you know, these are a bunch yeah. of fucking weirdos that like I will never interact with <laughs> <laughs> that are dangers to themselves <laughs> in society, and and then now they're even now yeah now you're even talking about like the way knees bend and yeah. shit. Oh my god! And, and it's not like so like the way he's talking, it's not like the way knees bend like the normal angle of the knee right the knees bend but yeah. like side to side the lateral motion and oh, yeah. they do that well, they're not supposed to. <laughs> Right, <laughs> the function of the ligaments is to prevent that <laughs> but but apparently it's it's worse one way than the other according to this guy that i actually still don't trust uh, <laughs> and and he's like this guy's going to be a bust because his knee bends inward this way when he runs um and and that's uh and he, and he uses a phrase i'd never heard of and i follow like strength coaches and stuff on twitter i'm like what is this oh sure yeah and um and and it and it's like, you know, it's because kinesiology experts will like use rain and I'll look it up and I'm like, oh, okay, I guess that you know makes sense, fake science, but fine, it makes sense. And um, I look it up, and this guy is like uh, completely bought in to like this 
insane workout movement about how you know, it's, it's like one of those everybody's working out wrong. I'm working out right. And then they oh, invent sure. a bunch of terms. And this guy's is this the electrode one. What's that? Is this the one where they put electrodes on themselves? Because I love that one. <laughs> now, I wish that would have been way cooler. Um, but it's like reverse anterior movement, I think, is like what the and like all of those words make sense. And they individually all appear right. in kinesiology. But like together, I'd never heard of it. So I looked it up and it's just this like one dude on YouTube that's like, yeah, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger is wrong about working out. And I was like, is he? <laughs> That would be insane. <laughs> he looks he looks like he's pretty good at it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. like he's, he's like, so he's, if anyone's certified, I mean, this guy's like won multiple Mr. Universes, but okay, fine. You're, you got a YouTube right, channel. Okay. I know, you know? Sure, sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're the one with the YouTube channel. They don't just give those to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this guy's like bought into this like workout cult or something. And so now he's like mm -hmm. breaking down players uh, based off of their knee angle. <laughs> Mm -hmm. <laughs> and Jane is like, like yeah i've been there yeah no this is this is all ringing a bell i mean yeah. no but like for for baseball stuff too like oh i bet like, oh with the with the all the stuff with like pitching it's oh, always oh, like yeah. people Big selling time. like a coaching book yeah totally and they'll, they'll totally. go like when a guy gets tommy john they'll say like i saw this coming years ago because he throws a slider weird so, oh like, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah right like yeah. I'm, I'm sure there's been like a bunch of like tim lincecum like breakdowns on how weird that shit is uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, your body is not supposed to do this. Yeah. <laughs> I so I obviously I don't know anything about baseball, but like I the thing with him, like only his dad can coach him. Was that like the thing? Yeah, something. That's like actually that, fairly. Yeah. That's actually like weirdly somewhat common. Oh yeah. Okay. Baseball oh yeah. Rules, never every mind. every baseball player inherits it from their dad. <laughs> <laughs> wow. not everyone but most most of them yeah 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 yeah, yeah. but it's probably like similar to, actually i don't know if it's the same about football because the the talent pool i think was probably a lot bigger in terms of like the the pipeline of people it's, of kids it's drawing from mm -hmm. uh but yeah it's like tons of mlb players at this point are like seconds or thirds like their dads were also mlb players oh, uh, and yeah, i think yeah. it's part of that thing kind of like uh wayne gretzky or any like mm -hmm. super famous uh, athlete where uh, unless you start playing at the age of of three and don't really do anything other than play your sport, you, you're yeah. just never going to be good enough to make it to the to the you're not top make it. top level. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah, that all makes sense. But but I don't really know if football has that same uh, kind not, of problem uh, so, because there's so many more people. Yeah, because from. there's so many more people. Like a lot of the best football players will have started playing when they were like eight. You know, getting CTE mm -hmm. early. Um, yeah, and, and like pee wee leagues. Yeah. yeah. Um, have you ever seen like the toddler, like the the Friday Night Tykes, I think is what it's called. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yes. I did see that ages ago. Yeah. 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 Nightmare stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Brutal. Like, just like, wow, everyone's going to jail. Holy crap. Even the kids. So there's a lot of that. But like every year, there's like a couple of, of players in the first round that started playing football like yesterday. And some NFL scout was like, yeah, I was just like in Nigeria. And and this guy, like, mm -hmm. let me tell you, he runs like a four two forty. It's incredible. We we could probably work with that. <laughs> yeah. So so uh, I mean, it's like an incredibly technical sport, right? And mm -hmm. and yeah. it's like it's so difficult to. But like sometimes it's just like, yeah, we we got a shot putter from Germany. He's played for Texas A and M for three years. He could be good. So, <laughs> so so there there is that element to it where sometimes it's just like yeah. Um, this uh I, I remember um the eagles drafted a player named like milton williams who i thought was really go birds mm -hmm. i had to get that in because steven's not here but anyway yeah. <laughs> go birds 
It's just fun um, to say. They, they drafted a, a defensive tackle named Milton Williams. I thought he was incredible. I thought, like, mm-hmm. um, you know, his athletic testing was out of this world. He, you know, had really good production at um, a, a fairly high college level, not at the highest college level. Um, and and I had written a little bit about kind of each college prospect. When the Eagles drafted him, you know, somebody was like, I had never heard of this Milton Williams guy. What do you think? And I was like, oh, fantastic. He, uh, you know, he's a super athlete. He's really explosive. He's got a ton of agility. His testing is through the roof. We were able to see that in the all-star circuit. He was able to translate the testing into, into football technique. His production was incredible. I don't know if he knows how to play football. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and the Eagles blog was like, I, Arif, I don't know what to do with this information. And I was like, yeah, I hope the Eagles do. I... <laughs> <laughs> right. Wait, someone, someone will show him how to catch. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the Eagles whole thing. I thought, like you know, the 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 Marky Mark movie and stuff. Like I thought that was their whole deal was just taking underdogs, you know, who you wouldn't think would be successful. And yeah, the Eagles are like the opposite now. They're like very analytically minded. They're like one of the three nerdiest teams in football right now. Interesting. Yeah, very opposite their fan base. I mean, the fan base has embraced it because I mean, like no amount of contradiction will deter Eagles fans. No, but. but it's a it's like a it's a it's it's a very like technically analytically sound um i shouldn't say analytically sound but analytically run maybe is the best way to put it mm-hmm. organization sure, sure. um now the the when they finally won a super bowl it was like all caution to the wind all of the analytics went up they, they, their backup quarterback was the one who was doing things so it was like there's nothing you would have been able to predict it, nothing in the numbers would have told you that this was there which is kind of interesting and then um, it's just mm-hmm. kind of broken down from there. But either way, I mean, it's they're they're a pretty interesting organization to watch just because um, they keep on uh, doing spreadsheet stuff. And I think it was like this year because I, I was talking to this is breaking news. I was talking to somebody um, uh, in in a front office who I, I was talking to them about the Eagles and uh, and and they were like, yeah, I think the Eagles have, have shifted their approach. And I offhandedly was like, what do they stop getting players who are soft? because <laughs> that doesn't show up on a spreadsheet you know your machine can't yeah. measure heart yeah intangible yeah yeah yeah, yeah 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 um but that dog in them yeah, i don't know right, if that's, yeah if that's, yeah if that's in football yeah, yeah. but oh, oh big big in the yeah yeah the got that dog in him is is a got really powerful meme right now it's yeah we actually it. probably got that from football to be honest yeah, yeah no it is yeah. but we turned, started with we turned it into the stat cast thing though <laughs> like I, I really love that into like the baseball savant page but yeah, like their first round picks over like the last several years were all players that fell down draft boards, not because they weren't productive, right? They were super productive in ways that translate into the NFL historically, not because they weren't athletic. They're super athletic in ways that translate into the NFL, um, all mm-hmm. ways that like on a spreadsheet work out. But you read a scouting report and, it, and it's like, yeah, this guy is like scared of kittens, man. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so they drafted a bunch of those guys and none of those guys worked out. And so I just threw this offhand um to this guy i was talking to and he's like no actually yeah i think they they started drafting guys who like give a shit about football and i was like that's cool <laughs> crazy yeah wow <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i mean like you know there's there's i like the the one thing i do like about football is that when you do get an understanding of like the personality of organization it like mm-hmm. runs through the organization in ways that I am not confident necessarily happens in other sports, maybe basketball, but like, okay. But like the, like the Eagles are this like nerdy team. The Browns are this insanely nerdy team that are also, also ethically compromised. 
Um, and now that happens with the nerdy teams. Yeah. 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 We know that one too. Yeah. 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 Uh, and, and, and the Vikings have become, uh, this fairly nerdy team really fast just because of, of what they've done this year with the new front office, new head coach. But before mm -hmm. they're like this old school, like kick you in the ass team that happened. Like the front office was like this nerd that didn't really understand numbers all that well. So he just kept on hiring actual nerds, but the head coach had a stronger personality and he was from like 1930. Oh, yeah. And so, oh, yeah. Oh, sure. Zimmer, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And so uh, like that was the, the and it worked like really well for a while. Right. They, they were completely at loggerheads. They never agreed about anything. Um, and and the head coach was was always like, you know, I it, it really sucks that we have to wear helmets. Right. Like it was just like. <laughs> <laughs> and and like every year, Spielman, the general manager would be like, yeah, I, we hired a new data analyst. Uh, he's, a, he's a data scientist from Princeton. Um, he's running our scouting department. And then Zimmer would like walk into the draft room and he's like, that guy's a pussy. I don't want him. And in <laughs> the front office, I don't, we don't. They got to do it. Yeah. <laughs> and it worked. They like, made it to the NFC Championship game. 28, the best defense in the NFL. Yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. But yeah, like th those kinds of like the, like, for example, the Seahawks are just an insanely quirky organization. Their mm. head coach is a 9-11 conspiracy truther. Um, oh, yes. My, one of my favorite so and, he, and he's definitely like one of those off the walls there's no ideological consistency because that's how people are that's yeah no the you talk to the average american and there there is no coherency in right. any of their like political or personal beliefs about anything yeah it's yeah. perfect and like when it gets yeah. put onto like this national <laughs> stage it's it's delicious right especially yeah. when it's like as harmless as like a football coach right like sure, yeah. I'm like I'm worried if Pete Carroll ever gets into government, but as the head coach of the Seahawks, <laughs> it's fine, right? Yeah, great. Uh, <laughs> right, we don't really want them taking on that kind of social role, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. and yeah. and he's like he's like this players coach. He's like the oldest coach in the NFL, and he acts like he's one of the youngest. It's beautiful. He ran a program at USC that you know it had like it was like the Reggie Bush program, like you know multiple Heisman candidates and uh, runs at the national championship, and then right before the scandal broke that USC was paying its players, which, you know, shock, I guess. Right. <laughs> um, uh, Pete Carroll had already bounced and started becoming the head coach of the Jets. And he's like, ah, I guess they're going to have to deal with uh, not being able to go to bowl games or offer scholarships for the next couple of years. Sucks for them and not me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and he just kind of bounced around for a while. And then he became the head coach of the Seahawks and players started loving him. But like mm -hmm. he, uh, so like he's he's had speakers come in to talk to the team like during like not even during training camp like during the season he'd be like yeah we need a pep talk can you get Jordan Peterson I heard he wrote a good book awesome <laughs> yeah but yeah you're just like yeah. do you know who that is man okay whatever <laughs> fine whatever whether he does or not is so not the point yeah too. yeah exactly right but one time he had um, Ricky Ellison who is. Uh, the father of an NFL football player, Rhett Ellison, who actually was never actually on the Seahawks. I don't even know how this happened. Um, but Ricky Ellison, um, for whatever reason, spoke to Pete Carroll. Maybe maybe Ricky Ellison played football for USC or something like that. But he spoke to the team and spoke to Pete Carroll. Um, and he is like a nuclear fellow at like a think tank for... Or he's a fellow at a nuclear think tank. Nuclear fellow. A fellow at like a nuclear think tank about like weapons policy and weapons design and stuff like that um and so he's like really and he's he's like been in the military he's like really engaged and pete carroll like you know he he has some time after like he get uh, ricky ellison gives the speech to the team about like doing your best or whatever and and pete carroll's like hey so i gotta know 
Did that plane ever hit the Pentagon? <laughs> Fuck yes. <laughs> I mean, you get a yes. chance to ask an expert, you might as well get it. Like, you're never going to have an opportunity <laughs> yeah, exactly. again. He went for it on fourth and one, is <laughs> what he did. <laughs> <laughs> That's who I want coaching my team. Yeah. <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> I love the idea of him just like going through his day and that's just kind of digging in the back of his brain every now and then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got it. First question. <laughs> <laughs> but, the, but the Seahawks are like this crazy team and they've been really quirky the whole time. And like the players have had like a level of expression that, you know, see, so they had like Marshawn Lynch and Richard Sherman. Right. Like some of the most, yeah, the best, yeah, absolutely yeah. iconic personalities in football. Yes, uh, Martellus Bennett, just incredible stuff, right? Um, and it just like runs through these organizations in ways that just doesn't seem to be the case for, um, like uh, for example, the Cardinals this year. I know we're going to underachieve because Cliff mm-hmm. Kingsbury fucks everyone's mom and wears yeah. NFT shirts. <laughs> yeah. no way and it is not the year for nft guys yeah like it is just not their year yeah. this is gonna be devastating news for my cardinals fan grandmother <laughs> well, i would love for you to explain the problem with the <laughs> nft shirt <laughs> yeah. Bevel love that. Yeah. gary v retweeted a picture of the head coach of the cardinals wearing the nft shirt they are doomed <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, that's, you know, I can't feel too bad for Kyler Murray because he'd be, if he had stayed with baseball, he'd be like a, a, in double A making the big bucks for the, for the athletics right yeah, now. Yeah, he'd be making $14,000 a year living with four other guys. And uh, yeah. <laughs> really following that union news. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, uh, Kyler Murray also, okay, so uh, runs through the personality of the team. Kyler Murray, member of FaZe Clan. Oh my God. A- <laughs> They're done. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Lauren, do you know what Phase Clan is? I uh, is it? Yeah, it's a video game. It's a video yeah. game team, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 You got it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get into Phase Clan. No, right no, now, no. I'm really curious. Is, now. is he like actually a member of the team, or is he like a, just like a famous guy who's adjacent to it? Like, they is he they in the kind games? of like it's let like people both. come in as like honorary yeah. members, sort of thing. A lot. So it's like a like, celebrity golf thing. Okay. Yeah. 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 Yeah, pretty much. But like he's done photo shoots with them, so yeah. he's done. Yeah. <laughs> there's like a whole there's like a whole is a GQ or Rolling Stone article about Kyler Murray and FaZe Clan. And it, it takes forever to read. You don't learn anything. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you come out dumber on the other yeah, end it's, for it's sure. A classic like 2010 think piece. <laughs> 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 and 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 at the end you're just like, yeah, I don't I don't I'm glad Kyler Murray's made his money because I don't know that anything else is going to come out of this. Uh, the Texans, another great example of a yeah. team whose personality runs through it. They're run by a evangelical cult leader pastor. Mm-hmm. Um, the only so so most teams you can categorize in in one of two ways, right? This team is here to win games and they don't care about making money, and this team is here to make money and they don't care about winning games. Yeah. A classic, you know, either either you're helping a rich person get rich or you're a rich person's toy. And right. you want to be the toy, right? Yeah, I wish there was more of that in baseball. There was yeah, more. We only, had like, we only had like four teams doing that. Yeah. 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 Oh, God, if <laughs> yeah we've got Steve Cohen doing it with the Mets. Just... And like, that's, yeah, not, not a whole I lot. I would love it yeah. if the Twins spent money. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so those are the two teams. And then there's the Texans who are here to proselytize. Oh, okay. 
It's just awesome. like it's very. They're the weird. Kansas City Royals of. Uh, I was going to ask. Yeah, do they have football. a policy against their players jerking off? Because then it's a perfect analogy. Yeah, yeah. The the, the Kansas City Royals have an anti masturbation policy. What? <laughs> <laughs> you guys don't do that. That's only that's a, we found one like one thing that's just baseball freaks. Excellent. Well, okay, so. Would you bring it up to Jack Easterby? I'm sure he'd think it's a wonderful idea. Yeah. But even he would have to ask, so how do we enforce this? Right. That's like the, like, if, if you have a no masturbation in clubhouse facilities policy, I'm 100% on board. Yeah, that's, relatively that should easy just to be, enforce. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. If, right. you're, if you're getting to the point where you have to make that policy, something yeah. bad right, happens. Yeah, so yeah, it's, Not to uh, yuck it's, someone's it's, young, but... Yeah. It's like, you know how all OSHA regulations are written in blood? This regulation's been written in cum, yeah. and we're all very ashamed. Right? <laughs> I can't say this on my podcast. I'm yeah, excited. I know. Yeah, all, yeah any, this is, that's perfect stuff for our podcast. That's exactly the, you, you, you really, you, you get us. Yeah. <laughs> so Texas, Texas are, are the right. evangelical yeah, so, freaks of the NFL. Yeah. So like, and it's this crazy cue. So Cal McNair, well, I might get the names of the owners wrong. Cause I don't really care about owners, but um, I believe the guy's name is Cal McNair was the original owner of the Texans. He's this old guy, super conservative. Um, after like Obama won in 2008, like he like walked down dejected to the Texans locker room as you do, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah you own the place. You kind of get to go where you want, I guess. Yeah. Right? And he like looks at the players and he's like, well, he looks at all these black players and he's like, well, y'all won. But <laughs> oh my God. Like, what the fuck? Oh, oh my God. And he's like, yeah. You know, Ooh. I'm going to double check this. Uh, Okay, inmates running the prison. That's a quote. Texans. Let's oh, see. What, no. Was it about Obama or was it about something else? Um, comparing NFL players. Okay, so when NFL players chose not to stand for the anthem, um, Bob. Mc, so it's Bob McNair. So Cal McNair is the current owner. So Bob McNair is the old guy that died. Um, which you know, rip. Right. We're all very sad. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just looked so, up a picture of him. He looks exactly like I thought he would. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> You, get, you say he's the owner of the Houston Texans? Yeah, I believe that. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so when when the when the when the when that whole the in 2016 when that was all happening, he was like, "Yeah, NFL players choosing not to stand for the anthem is like inmates running the prison, like just a <sighs> super racist, right?" <sighs> um, so his son uh, is probably less vocally racist, right? Um, but uh, Jack Easterby, who has Scan There's like multiple articles, but like everyone's done an investigative deep dive on Jack Easterby and they're all like, wow, this is a scam artist. And it doesn't matter because the guy who hires him doesn't care. Um, Jack Easterby has like scammed his way up different football organizations by being kind of gives, you know, how important Christianity is in, in sports and in particular in football, especially because it like, a, a, you know, comes out of Texas and Florida and California and Texas uh, yeah. and Ohio culture. Um, like the importance of Christianity in football very funny to me, but also like allows, you know, these, these people that come from like mega churches that are used to grifting for a different audience now grifting, like, um, <laughs> you know, football audiences. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and so Easterby is like, you know, he went up through Clemson, which is like a super Christian college program 
And again, not because Clemson itself is super Christian, but rather just because the head coach is. And so now all the players are. Um, and, you know, Jack Easterby, you know, gets recommended all these places and he keeps on like getting these like random job titles that are associated with football, but not associated with any previous job titles. Yeah, he's had. I just I just came across this. I was going to ask you about this because his job title for companies was character coach. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is that? <laughs> the the coach for the player care. Yeah, Sounds okay. racist to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely, definitely racist. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. The thing is, every every NFL organization has like some sort of like player development mm-hmm. thing, and it's and it's uh, uh the front facing side of it is that you know it allows players like who you know they come into a lot of money, they don't really know what to do, so they can talk to the player development people about like. You know, how do I buy a house? I don't know. Right. Like player development people help them out. You know, a, a very really. legitimately very important role in any kind of yeah. organization. Love it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm, I'm glad that they have it. The back end of it is also the people in the player development office are the ones that like try to get the police to shut the fuck up about <laughs> player arrests. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's both sides, right? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but, you know, like uh, it, it, like soccer teams have begun, you know, their player development team has like translators that are just like, yeah, we just bought an Italian player. I hate saying it, but that's what it's called. We just bought yeah. a player. Yeah. They only speak Italian and we're in England and they can't even speak English there. Right. So like, well, how is this player even going to communicate in Italian to buy a house? Right. So it's kind of like that. But in the NFL, um, you know, they don't like hook you up with agents. The NFL PA is on top of that. And the NFLPA then has like some obligation to like financial security, but it, it does allow them to like navigate life stuff, especially for a lot of players that like growing up just didn't have, you know, a, a lot of this information readily available. That's oh, sure. great. Yeah. Um, you would think that a character coach intersects with that in some way. Absolutely not. <laughs> it's just a guy who talks about how great God is. The players yeah. already have that. It's the players and sometimes the coaches, right? right? Like, it, it's so weird. So, but he's like worked his way up organizations and now Easterby is like the lead guy at the Houston Texans and he has tanked the Texans. Like the only reason we know about all the Deshaun Watson stuff, right? Where mm-hmm. like 26 women have come forward publicly, 25 filed criminal charges, 24 civil charges. It's like a terrifying like amount. Yeah. 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 Um, the only reason we know about it is because Deshaun Watson was beefing with the Texans, right? Because Jack Easterby just started trading players away for like nothing. Like DeAndre Hopkins was the best receiver in the league when they traded him for like a second round pick and David Johnson. Mm-hmm. And uh, David Johnson's like this old and busted running back. Um, it, it just like made no sense, right? So the Cardinals got DeAndre Hopkins, which I hope you game. <laughs> but, um, but, uh, yeah, it, it was this incredibly cheap price, and and Deshaun Watson loses his best receiver. They do some other stuff. They lose J.J. Watt, also to the Cardinals, um, and and a couple of other high level players. And then they tra- so they they lose these players in trades or in free agency for very minimal return. Mm-hmm. And they trade a ton for like Laramie Tunsil, who's like a legitimately is a good player, but like it's just wild the disparity between you know what they gave up to get him and what they, and so, you know, the, the team is depleted. They don't have any resources. They're losing all their best players, except this Laramie Tunsil. Great. And Deshaun Watson, he's like ticked off. He's like, look, I, I'm not asking to be a member of the front office, but like, please stop making the team worse. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, like basic, very like, I'm one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Please stop making the team worse. And they're like, wow, it would be a shame if, um, if we had leverage over you. Right. Oh, and so, oh, yeah. God. 
wild. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Incredible. Now, I, I, I guess, because uh, my understanding is that tanking in football isn't quite the same way it works in, in, in baseball or other sports we see tanking pretty commonly. And it's, it's like in some ways harder, in some ways it's tank easier. Yeah, it's not a good idea, but they try. Yeah. Well, yeah. But you, you, you don't get those returns for like years. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> they, yeah. they That's okay. Cool. It. That's right. why like, it's, it's worked out for like exactly two teams. And oh, because of and that, therefore, everyone okay. does it now right. and yeah. it never works out. Like, yeah, it worked for the Cubs. It worked for the Astros. But now yeah. like yeah. we're seeing we're seeing a bunch of teams who have been doing it for five years and not get shit back. Was, so, was there yeah. something else that maybe contributed to the Astros success? Uh, yeah, could be, <laughs> could be. Uh, <laughs> if they were also only good in 2017, I would be like, yeah, but like, no, they're, they're something they are, over there. They are no, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, yeah, yeah. it's very sad. We don't like it either, but yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. But anyway, was this part of like a tanking attempt or like, what? no, no. Easterby just got rid of all the players that, um, wouldn't like support his like, you know, move for power. Basically. Oh my god, that's insane! That's crazy. Yeah, does not care about winning games. <laughs> Doing like palace intrigue on a football team, like with oh, your players. Yeah. What, like, what, it's is, what is the one of the headlines writing about Easterby just calls him Littlefinger? Like it's just <laughs> everyone knows about this, but he is best friends with the owner. So these different so, okay. And 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 the owner thinks everyone likes him. <laughs> I like. I don't. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. This sounds better than Game of Thrones. I would much rather have this be like a prestige TV drama. For sure. Oh, it'd be, well, apparently ESPN Playmakers, which I had watched a little bit of way back, was doing this, right? Was, was like, yeah, uh, you know, this team just drafted a new running back. The veteran running back is the star on the team, you know, is has a conflict in her personal. Co- they show like players, uh, you know, getting busted, uh, getting let off by the police, uh, doing drugs in the locker room, which that part doesn't actually happen. But, you know, close right. enough, right? There's two drugs. Might as well be in the locker room. Uh, and and uh, and and was like a very I, I shouldn't say raw, but like much more uh, grounded, like much more willing to acknowledge reality mm-hmm. about the way a team is run. And because ESPN had broadcast rights to the NFL, the NFL was like, yeah, you got to cancel the show right away. <laughs> oh, no. And so that's the closest we got. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, I mean, I, the the drama in the NFL is like really good. Like, I just I really wish the NBA wasn't so cuckoo bananas because yeah. that is the the best soap opera in sports. But the NFL is like really underrated in that regard. I've barely talked about like who wins and loses football games. That doesn't matter. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> no, this yeah. is this is way better. This is uh, I I like this sort of stuff. Yeah. Like assigning assi- talking about the personalities of teams and shit. I love that. Um. No, it's, it's a very important thing about being like a regular season sports fan. Like if you're for only sure. going to watch a sport for the playoffs, you, you only care about the winning. But like the narratives yeah. are the fun thing. Yeah. For the sickos like us who watch a whole season. Yeah. The narratives, the stories, the personalities and stuff. So yeah. um, when you, as we've been talking about all of, about how the personalities of like the ownership and stuff trickles down or whatever throughout the rest of the team, how it's all like there. Um, does everybody on the Raiders have that terrible haircut like Mark Davis? <laughs> Is that like is that has that like become a thing that like players do? Dude, it's wild. So like the the Raiders were very much driven by the personality of the former owner Al Davis. Yeah. But like when he died and Mark Davis took over the team, haircut guy. Yeah. Um, it just like it, it was just like yeah. Well, so he technically owns the team and he does go to games, but he like kind of doesn't matter. And so 
the personality of the team is now being kind of essentially managed by whoever the head coach happens to be at the time. Okay. Which mm-hmm. before was John Gruden. And so that was like a very weird circumstance. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the team did get better, which is the frustrating part. It's like, it's like when a bad person does well, just generally, it's just very upsetting. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but you know, well, and especially because like everyone predicted it wouldn't work and then we were all fucking wrong. That like stings. Even, like it, it didn't even matter that John Gruden was like a racist homophobe. We were mad because we were wrong. Right, <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah. like he was like an, an announcer on Monday Night Football for like 10 years. It had been like so long since he had coached a football team. And as an announcer, he's very like affable and charismatic and nice. But the last time he'd coached, he was a coach for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers when they won the Super Bowl. He was like, he was a king shit asshole. He was a huge asshole as a coach. Not mm-hmm. unique, right? Like a lot of coaches are famously assholes. But like, you but know. He toned it down in the later career. Yeah. Yeah. And then he becomes a coach again. And I guess he's not as big of an asshole, but he's still like a huge asshole, right? Um, but like he finally fixes Derek Carr. Because Derek Carr is the quarterback of the Raiders mm-hmm. who has this like insanely strong arm and like refuses to use it. Like he always throws short. And uh, and he like gets rid of the ball right away. He's been traumatized by the fact that he's always had a bad offensive line in college. Mm. And so like he always throws it like, you know, three, four yards downfield. And he's got this insanely powerful arm. And just like, dude, you've got a receiver that's like and the Raiders would always draft fast receivers. Like that's the meme about the Raiders. Like Al Davis in his later years would basically just draft the fastest receiver. Like that just became a meme. Right. (laughs) And and like when Al Davis was coaching the Raiders, which is it's one of those rare, like a coach became the owner when he was coaching the Raiders. That made sense. He changed the way football was played because of the speed that he put on the team. And that just became a thing that he had like kind of implemented on the team. And so you've got these receivers that are like open deep downfield and Derek Carr's like, where's my running back? He's three yards downfield. Gotcha. Thanks, man. And, and like they went through a couple of offensive coordinators, couldn't mm-hmm. fix it. Right. And and like one of the offensive coordinators was the offensive coordinator for Jameis Winston, who like is known for only throwing deep, right? Like who is a basically the opposite of how I'm describing Derek Carr, mm-hmm. who's like, yeah, is my receiver double covered downfield? That means he's not triple covered. Better throw it. It was just like wild, it, crazy fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, but like it was wild. He like threw thirty touchdowns and twenty picks, and everyone was like, die. Sounds fun, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but like, so they bring that offensive coordinator. And Derek Carr is still like throwing it short, right? Mm-hmm. And somehow John Gruden fixed it. And Derek Carr is like a fun quarterback to suddenly watch now. Um, and they've got a great receiving group. And it was like a, a, a very like, I don't know if aggressive is the right word, but it was a very kind of uh, boisterous team. It was a very fun team that was like very like willing to, to you know, get in the mix. Like a very kind of old school Raiders in, in, in a certain kind of way. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, you know, they fired John Gruden because everyone found out about the racist homophobia stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and now we don't really know the personality of the team. So we'll, we'll kind of see how that goes. They've got a new coach, Josh McDaniels, most famous for drafting Tim Tebow first over or in the first round <laughs> for the Denver Broncos. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, um, so he, he was the originally the, the offensive question say originally, but he was before that, he was the uh, the offensive coordinator for the Patriots for the 2007 Patriots, best offense of all time, according to a lot of people. Um, and the Denver Broncos were like, great, that's head coach material. They bring him over. And Josh McDaniels is so like high in himself. He's like, yeah, I can fix Tim Tebow. I, I can fix Tim Tebow. <laughs> no, 
There's no Back fixing Tim Tebow. Can't fix Tim The Mets organization tried to. Yeah, they tried very hard. <laughs> right, yeah, right. sold a lot of jerseys. Yeah, yeah. they Tim did Tebow sell a lot of jerseys. A year or something like that in the AAA, and I looked up the numbers, and he was like the third best on his own team. Yeah, oh, he's terrible. Yeah, he was never any good. Incredible. Yeah. Why? Why do you win? Oh, he was probably doesn't matter. He was the number one <laughs> just like jersey sales for the uh for the that's rookie year material yeah, yeah i agree <laughs> um but yeah so josh mcdaniels uh you know drafts tim tebow flames out in denver uh and then um he goes back to the patriots does a really good job as an offensive quarter of the patriots the colts mm-hmm. are like well we want you to be the head coach and he's like yeah that sounds great um he brings in like you know a bunch of a bunch of his offensive staff he brings he hires defensive coordinators so you got a bunch of coaches in place They've hired, they've left their teams, they've moved to Indianapolis, and Josh McDaniels is like, I don't know if I want to be the coach of the Colts. Oh, no. Honestly. And he just backs out? <laughs> <laughs> and he remains the offensive coordinator for the Patriots. So now he is the head coach of the Raiders. This feels like it's going to be incredibly entertaining. Mm-hmm. But we awesome. haven't seen any of it like happen yet, but I'm sure we will. He, say- like he says, I've learned my lesson. You know, I was really immature <laughs> two years ago. Like, it's been a rough couple of years. We've all learned and grown quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah through these tough times. <laughs> Would you say like they're one of the like, your teams for that particular season you're kind of more looking forward to watching for that reason? Yeah, I, I, I'm just curious. Like, yeah, I, I am. I do want to like figure out kind of what happens with them. The problem is that they're in like the greatest division football has ever produced in history oh wow uh-huh like the afc west is insane right now so like patrick mahomes who is on his way to being the greatest quarterback of all time potentially you know you got like aaron Rodgers and joe montana and tom brady fine but patrick mahomes is like a contender right and mm-hmm. and he's the most fun quarterback to watch period right and so he's the kansas city chiefs yep with andy Reid, um an offensive genius right he almost brought the eagles their their first super bowl victory um and and they've already won a Super Bowl. They've been in like one or two others. They're like in, an incredible team, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then you've got the Chargers who are like, they're like Vikings West, I guess, in the sense that they've never won a Super Bowl. They've always had, um, you know, the tools to get it done. They've had some insanely talented teams and they just lose because of bullshit. It's, it's very Vikings. Like, yeah. you're like, ah, this is the year. And then they lose because like, someone fucking fumbled the ball because they were an offensive lineman. Why did you pick up the ball? Um, it like squirts out of their hands and somebody else grabs it. And it's, it's like the most improbable series of events. And it's like, yeah, chargers lose, I guess. Um, yeah. So, so they've got, but Justin Herbert's their, their quarterback. And he is one of the most exciting young quarterbacks in the NFL right now. And, and I think a lot of people already consider him to be a top five quarterback in the NFL um the broncos have uh, a pretty good defense and a really good set of offensive players but they didn't have a quarterback so they just traded for russell wilson um and uh and he was the he was the seahawks quarterback back when they were weird and won a couple of they won once he's got to be getting old right yeah but like you know quarterbacks live a long time position yeah you can have a pretty long career in yeah he's like 32 now i think yeah where there's oh he's only that old fuck i mean oh god that (laughs) that makes me feel ancient now i'm older (laughs) than him and i just said like god how old is that guy like 50 (laughs) yeah Yeah, mid 30s early early like late early 30s is really where those numbers start hitting yeah um but yeah so uh you know he's been to a bunch of pro bowls you know he was a top five quarterback one point before probably 
all the hits he was taking caught up to him, but maybe the, the Seahawks kind of fucked him, which a lot of people seem to think is the case. So he's a, a really good quarterback. He has the potential to be top five. So he's the quarterback of the Denver Broncos. Mm-hmm. And then the Raiders just have a bunch of really good players. And Derek Carr seems to be fixed now. Um, and I like, I don't know that there's ever been a better division in football. Awesome. Uh, just awesome, those four yeah. teams are incredible and they all have an opportunity to potentially win the Super Bowl, except they, you know, like, they're probably only going to send two people from that division into the playoffs. Right, right. So I, I'm kind of curious to watch the Raiders, but they're just going to get overshadowed by all the fun shit happening around them. Good to know. Yeah, it, it, it it's always a pain. Like, um, I don't know. It, it it is a little bit like being the the second funniest person on a podcast. But like when you're in a really good uh, division <laughs> like that. <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to come up with some analogy back to my life, and I've, I've got nothing. <laughs> all right well we've been talking for an hour this was this was great this was so informative this is exactly what i what i what i wanted what i needed perfect Uh, yeah i'm ready for my fantasy football draft tomorrow thank you (laughs) yeah yeah um (laughs) perfect we got we got we got vibes for a whole bunch of the teams here and stuff to look for that's that's really great um arif thank you so much honestly some of the most fun i've had in a podcast in a long fucking oh awesome. we appreciate that <laughs> that's that's really good to hear uh where can people find you uh yeah you can find me on twitter at arifasan nfl arif hasan nfl don't follow me i'm a fucking disaster <laughs> <laughs> i'm like it's it's like it's like my twitter feed is just like me saying case cook us a bunch then tweeting out articles that I've written and then like surreptitiously <laughs> liking tweets from like beleaguered trans people who are being harassed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Off the internet. It's like, that's it. That's my Twitter. Yeah, timeline. yeah. I just see, I see you talking to Liv all the time. Like, okay. But yeah, if, if you want to read me actually talk about football. Uh, you can find me on The Athletic, um, which I'm sure your viewers are familiar with. Definitely, definitely. All right, well, thank you so much. And I think, I, actually, I think this is awesome that the the first um, person that we've had from, uh, like, Minnesota sports uh, was was not, like, Aaron Gleeman or something. This is cool. I, I think that's very funny. Uh- <laughs> no, I hope you get him on that you told him that. Yeah, I know. I should. I should ask. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, I, I don't actually. I, I don't want to do that. I can't do that. I can't just be like, "Hey, do you want to do you want to uh, spend another hour of your week uh, talking about how the twins are sad?" Like, <laughs> no, I that's can't, just true. Especially because some of so much of his twins are sad content is paywalled. Yeah, can't can't do that to him. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Arif. Yeah, thanks thanks for, for listening, everyone. Bye. <laughs>